Hi everyone, my name's Kathy Kelly and I want to welcome you to Freedom Church and our online Sunday service. I'm really glad that you've chosen to spend the next hour with us and my hope is that you're encouraged, uplifted, challenged and motivated today. And above all, I pray that you experience God's presence in a very tangible way, even if what we're presenting to you is a virtual church experience. If you've not connected with us before, I want to welcome you as well and hope that you feel at home with us. Our services last about 45 minutes to an hour with time for worship and word. And Stu Allen is bringing us part one of a two-part message today, talking about resetting and recalibrating and taking the opportunity we have right now to evaluate and make changes in our lives. Near the end of today's broadcast, we've got the usual information about how we can hang out together via Zoom for 30 minutes, as well as showing you some ways in which you might want to give to Freedom Church financially. So please do stick around until the very end. Before we begin worshipping together, my husband Mark has a short notice to give, and it's regarding the easing of the lockdown situation and how that affects us as a church family. And that clip is going to show up in a moment. But first, let's just take a little time to ease into our time together and let loose any stresses or worry of the week and place them at the foot of the cross. It says in Psalm 139 verses 1 to 2, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. God knows us better than we know ourselves. He doesn't just know our thoughts, but he understands them. And deeper than that, he perceives every movement of our heart and soul. He understands our emotions, our motivations, longings and desires. He knows us, the good, the bad and the downright ugly. And he loves us with a never-ending, unfailing love. Let's watch the clip from Mark now, and then we'll worship together. I'm sure that you're aware by now that within the lockdown easing measures, there was a statement that announced the return of public worship services from the 4th of July 2020. What this means in reality is that while some of our Christian friends who are part of a local church with a large facility can commence socially distanced services from the 5th of July, Those of us that are like Freedom Church who hire venues, well, we have a longer road to travel before commencing in-person services. I personally know from conversations with church leaders in Leeds that a number have decided to continue to run services online only, despite having a building big enough to accommodate people. Uh, If you weren't aware, singing, live music, raised voices, hugs and refreshments are all still banned. After a helpful conversation with the head of All Saints School, uh, we know that we'll not be able to use the building until after the summer. Uh, Even then, there'd be a number of restrictions and responsibilities, quite rightly, placed on us that to use any space available at the school could prove to be quite restrictive. So being sensible and wise, we have to conclude that it'll be a number of months before Freedom Church can meet for physical services once again. I think, therefore, 
it's important that in the short to midterm, we shift some of our focus to gathering in very small groups. And the discipleship triplet model fits this very well. Uh, due to easing of lockdown, this doesn't necessarily need to only be virtual contact via our computer screens either. So over the next few weeks, I'll be sharing resources and encouragement to help you all as Freedom Church members to either begin to connect for the first time as a triplet or to meet more regularly as an established triplet. I also think that it's important we begin to work out how we do mission and evangelism in these testing times. Although the last few months have been a struggle in so many ways for a lot of us, it's also been and continues to be a time of innovation and creativity. And so with that in mind, we mustn't lose focus of what is the primary calling for all Christians, which is Christ's commandment of making disciples of all nations. Again, over the next few weeks, I'll endeavour to send out resources to help us try and fulfil the Great Commission while we're in our present situation. And this may mean that for some of us, we need to readjust some established routines and ways of thinking. In more simple terms, I challenge us all to think about how we can turn this season we're in into an effective harvest time for the kingdom. Love to you all, and I'll see you again soon. You're the God of this city You're the King of these people You're the Lord of this nation You are You're the light in this darkness You're the hope to the hopeless You're the peace to the restless You are
Greater things have yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. Greater things have yet to come.
Hello everybody, it's a great privilege to be able to share with you again on this uh, Sunday stream from Freedom Church. My name's Stu, if you've not met me, pleased to meet you, and uh, just going to pray before I start. Heavenly Father, I call on you, Lord, to breathe on this word that I bring. Lord, I pray for the listeners that, Lord, you will cause your word to gain entrance to hearts. Holy Spirit, would you be brooding over the words that are spoken? Carry them. Bring light and revelation. Open our hearts, Father, as we hear these words. Lord, that we would receive fresh strength, fresh encouragement, fresh vision as we move forward during this time particularly. Heavenly Father, overshadow and impart life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, guys, it's uh, three months or so plus, I think, I've lost count really, of lockdown. And uh, I shared a word and I think many of us have heard different uh, voices about what is God doing through all of this time? And I just want to ask a question as we start. What's changed for you? You've got time on your hands. How have you been spending that time? Maybe you found more time to pray, maybe more time with family, more time to bake, do creative things, more time to read the word. All sorts of things could be possible. And we've been rediscovering things, I believe. What's really important? Family, friends and other things. And it's been a period of rediscovering our values. Not long after the lockdown started, I, I shared a word and I strongly felt that this whole thing with Corona-19, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, was a time of reset for the church worldwide. Um, and another term is recalibration. And I just want to read out what the dictionary definition says for recalibration. To make small changes to an instrument so that it measures accurately. Or to change the way you do or think about something. Pretty straightforward, isn't it? For what is a rather complicated word to say. But there are things that we need to understand about calibrating things and recalibrating. So it's a term that's often used with um, instrumentation, so in planes, in surgical instruments, in all sorts of technical things these days that we have available to us for modern living. But if we don't recalibrate instruments and tools, the results can be disastrous. So like in the construction industry, roads, bridges and buildings can be out of kilter and be very unsafe if the measurements made weren't accurate to start with. Take travel as an example. If the instrumentations on a plane weren't calibrated correctly, they wouldn't end up in the right place. Boats and ships wouldn't arrive at port. And imagine space probes being launched into deeper space. They miss the planet, something so huge. But a small adjustment or a lack of the adjustment in the, in the instrumentation of measuring means that the thing is completely off course. And so applying that to the church, this is a time where God has been recalibrating us and causing us to be adjusted so that we're on track 
Somehow we'd got out of kilter, out of pace, been a bit arrhythmic with the rhythm of heaven. And God was saying, stop, I just need to make some adjustments here. Maybe we just become too busy doing things for the Lord to spend time with the Lord. It's very easy. We are very easily drawn into doing stuff and being active. And sometimes we're just doing all the right things, but we're not doing it in the power of his spirit. Maybe we're doing the right things with the wrong motive. There could be all sorts of little details that don't quite line up with what God has intended for us. And I know I've had to do a lot of soul searching and thinking about the pattern of my life. It's often too fast, too tiring at the end of a week. And things are getting missed. Things are getting lost. Things which are important. And God is looking for a pure bride without spot and wrinkle. And he wants the church right. He wants us tweaked into the right uh, direction. You know what? COVID-19 has brought most of the world to a complete halt or slowed us down significantly. But I believe it's been the biggest divine setup to reconnect the church with its end time mandate. It's a really exciting thing. I do want to say also at this point that I don't believe God's desire was for COVID-19 to hit the earth. Sickness is not God's plan. It isn't his desire, but he's using it to his own ends and his own advantage. Everything the enemy raises, God will utilise for his own ends and purposes. He triumphs ultimately. So what does all this mean for us? Well, it may not be about a major overhaul, but perhaps it's these small adjustments that they can have a massive impact. You just go back to first things and put things in place that should be there. The foundations in place means the building will rise securely and strongly. It reminds me of a, a film, You've Got Mail excuse me, with Tom Hanks and uh, another star. I can't remember her name. Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, I won't bore you with the details. But at one point, Tom Hanks says he's engaged in a project which needs tweaking. And I just felt, you know, I think that's what God's saying right now. I'm engaged in the project, Project Earth, Project Humanity. But it just needs a little tweaking. We all need a little tweaking. Now, to recalibrate something suggests that it hasn't quite been true. It's been a bit out of kilter. Not, and if not adjusted, it will cause the ultimate destination to be wrong. Now, that's scary. I don't want to end my life having arrived at the wrong place. I want to be in the right place at the right time. It suggests that the rhythm hasn't been in sync with the original setting. We need to recalibrate so that our baseline, our daily pattern, our heartbeat mirrors that of heaven. We need to be in unison with the heartbeat and rhythm of heaven. So where are the adjustments to be made? <coughs> we can think about it individually. 
we can think about it corporately. What are your thoughts? What adjustments have you been making in your personal life? Maybe it's about re-establishing the secret place, building that sanctuary with God. Maybe it's about worship and devotion to God and realigning where your devotion truly lies. You know, the church um, in Revelation, the letters to the churches, one church was um, convicted for not for losing its first love and saying, return to your first love. Maybe we need to have that reawoken within us, that we love God, we love Jesus more than anything else this world has to offer. Has that become tainted? Has that become lacklustre? Maybe it's about the word and submitting to the word, reading the word. Maybe it's about getting a new rhythm in the reading and studying of the word. Maybe you've never studied it before. Maybe it's time to start getting serious about what the word really has to say. Maybe it's about stewarding our money. Maybe it's about bringing adjustments about where we're spending and also time, where we're devoting our time, where we're putting it. Maybe it's about doing something that we haven't done, something that we've been putting off that we know God's been telling us to do for months, if not years. Now is the time. Maybe he's saying get a different job. Could be all manner of things. Some of those are big, some of them are small in terms of the adjustments required. But in all our personal lives, we are making adjustments so that we can have a better and more appropriate alignment with heaven. What we do as individuals is vital to the impact we will have corporately. There are adjustments we can make corporately, and we've already been thinking about some of these, and particularly the whole digital world and the digital harvest field is just waiting right out there at the press and click of a few buttons. But what else do we do? And as I say, the, in, the, in, the individual adjustments we make are perhaps vital to the adjustments we make corporately. Not a time for browbeating and introspection, but it's just to adjust something, bring in a change. Maybe it might mean getting up 30 minutes earlier to give God more quality time. Maybe it's sticking to a Bible reading plan or finding one that you can follow and stick to it. Maybe it's about praying for opportunities every day that God will open an opportunity to share the love of God. Maybe it's about praying for a certain individual or family every day for a week and asking God for a word to bring them, to bring encouragement. Maybe it's about asking God for ideas or acts of kindness uh, with which to bless neighbours, community, whoever. I just want to mention at this point that recalibration suggests that an instrument when it was first created was calibrated for the first time accurately. But then with use, it's gone out of kilter. What does that actually mean for the church then? If we're going through a time of reset and recalibration, what 
was the original setting. So I just want to dive through scripture quite quickly to look at a few examples. And really, it could deal with a whole more unpacking. But I just want to take us firstly to Genesis 1 verse 27 and 28. I'm sure it'll be familiar to a lot of people. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. This was God's plan when he originally created the heavens and the earth and all that's in it for man to rule the earth. And then I want us to jump way down into Matthew 28. So Jesus has already arrived. He's lived his life. He's been crucified, dies, dead and buried, but rises to life. And he's appeared to the disciples over many weeks. And these are his final words before he ascends into heaven. Well, the final recorded words, at least. In Matthew 28. He says this from verse 18 onwards. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Wow. That's uh, a calibration for the church. That's our baseline. That's our coordinates for the rest of life. Perhaps you wouldn't need to say anything more about it. Get on with the job, he says. Wow, that's amazing. And you know what? Through this time of lockdown, this is part of our reset. Where are we managing to make disciples of all nations? Where are we seeking to share the gospel and baptize new believers? into the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Where are we teaching people, followers of Jesus, of the ways of God? In fact, we can teach those who aren't yet saved the principles of the kingdom by subtly infiltrating workplaces with um, policies and procedures and so on. So where are we lining up with those things? These are big things Jesus has said. And we need to evaluate and measure ourselves in comparison to those to see, are we matching up? Are we fulfilling this incredible mandate or not, as the case may be? I do believe we are. We're hungry for it. It's our desire. And God can feed that, nourish it, water it. But we need to be open to think it through, to give thinking time to the unfolding plan of God and how it impacts me. How do I change to manage to fulfill this word from Jesus? OK, let's jump down just a matter of weeks in the scripture. And we'll go to the book of Acts and we're going to start <clears throat> on page one, chapter one. And I'm going to read a passage of scripture here, a few bits of scripture, because it's good to hear scripture read publicly. So this is from verse one of the Acts of the Apostles. So Jesus has ascended back to heaven. And this is the story of the beginning of the church, of the followers of Jesus. 
as the risen Lord. So verse one, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he had also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, that's Jesus, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said to them, it's not for you to know the times or seasons which the father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Wow. Another mega <clears throat> statement of Jesus. One of those big things. And this, again, is one of our foundation stones. Where have we drifted from that? Where have we slipped? What this is pointing back to is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that time and place where we receive that empowerment from heaven, the gift to speak in tongues, perhaps, and the gift to prophesy, all sorts of things. The, the floodgates were opened, as Jesus said, that he who believed in him, out of his innermost being would flow rivers of living water. So how do we measure up? Are we still living out of the overflow? Are we still living out of the river? Have we lost the edge? Have we stopped speaking in tongues, stopped prophesying? Have we stopped reaching for new gifts, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, gifts of healing? Hey, there's an awful lot. I speak to myself and I think, gosh, I've had words brought to me years ago, which I haven't seen fulfilled, maybe I've not been asking God for. So where do we measure up? This is the recalibration. Let's look at these scriptures and evaluate, meditate upon them ourselves and think, Lord, have I lost my edge here? Have I become a bit rusty, a bit dusty? Question ourselves and, and ask what's actually happening. These Two particular passages of Jesus speaking here are like a a cornerstone against which we are building and measuring what we are doing as we move forward. These are fundamental to our future pattern and our future direction. And we want to get it right. We want to be in alignment. We want to get the degrees and angles correct. We don't want to be veering off so that the, the thing's going to collapse. I'm sure you've seen video footage, film footage of buildings in <clears throat> in earthquakes where they weren't um, correctly built so that they had faults which were only exposed during the earthquake. And I've seen flyovers doing this, all sorts of things, juddering and sinking, collapsing because they weren't prepared. They weren't built on the correct foundations. So I'm going to jump over now to verse nine. Well, carrying on, actually, from verse nine in Acts, a reading to verse 14. So 
When Jesus had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white clothing who said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. I like it. There's a bit of uh, tongue in cheek there. What are you doing staring at the sky? Hey, come on, get on with the job, guys. So um, they returned to, Jer to Jerusalem, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, Bartholomew, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, James, da -de -da -de -da, all the disciples. <clears throat> they all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And they entered a time of birthing. Six weeks of prayer, waiting on the Lord, intercession for the point at which the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was going to come. The point that Jesus talked about. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So this is the birth pangs of the church going on here. It's exciting stuff. So let me not get carried away too much. We jump down to... Chapter two, the beginning, verse one. And it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them div divided tongues as of fire. And they sat upon one and another. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there ensued this incredible occasion of the roaring mighty wind of the Holy Spirit. The commotion caused the crowds to hear and to gather and to, for Peter to address the crowd in this amazing point in history. And the Holy Spirit fell and thousands of people were cut to the quick, cut to the heart, sought to make repentance before God to say, we got it wrong about Jesus. Forgive us. We never should have crucified him, but it was God's plan that it happened. And many people get born again and it's the birth of the church. <clears throat> and I just want us to pick up in verse um, 40 <coughs> of chapter two of Acts. And it says here, and with many other words, he testified. This is Peter and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized and that day about 3,000 souls were added and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine or teaching fellowship the breaking of bread and in prayers here are four fundamental elements of the life of any church and congregation and fellowship anywhere in the world if any of these are missing they will be um, malfun malfunctioning and not healthy these are some points you're going to have to go away and meditate on this because I haven't time to expand it all. But I'm going to carry on reading. And it says, and they continued steadfastly. And I've read that bit. Then it says, then, sorry, I'm rushing. Fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Wait, come on. If those four principles were adhered to, then the signs of wonders came. 
Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all, as any as had need, so there should be no need amongst us. So continually, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Yeah, sharing meals together. Hey, when lockdown finishes, can we make a point of doing that? Can we make a point of inviting one another round to eat? It's a good thing. It's a biblical thing. And they were praising God and having favour with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. I mean, as I said, I'm rushing through this. You need to just take time yourself to unpack it, measure your life against it and think, what little adjustment can I make to embrace some of these principles and add them into my life? Meditate on these words. Join us tomorrow night. That's Monday night where we can talk about these things more. What's the word saying to us? Where do we need to change? Sometimes it's hard to do it on your own. So join us. I think it should be eight o'clock Monday night. We can talk more about this and cement what God is saying to you, to me, so that we can build effectively with something that is lasting. Now, I didn't mention, but this is part one of what is God doing in lockdown about reset. And next week, I want to expand another passage of scripture, which God gave to me about three weeks ago, which which blessed me so much. And I hope it blesses you when I share it. But there was a, a secret encased within the passage that I was amazed at. And I just thought, Lord, you are so amazing. Your word is so rich, so deep. It only will take time to just peel off the layers and Look beneath the surface at the deeper meaning of what you say, the secrets which are there to be discovered for us. So I bet you want it now. Well, you'll have to wait till next week for that. And I've yet to prepare it. So you will have to wait for it. So I'm just going to pray in closing because we've got just a couple of minutes left. Heavenly Father, we don't want to come out of lockdown having missed the point. You have a heavenly agenda over it. And Lord, we want to ensure that we've heard heaven in this time. We have been beginning to walk to the beat of a different drum, the drum of heaven, the beat of heaven. And Lord, if we've never, ever heard this message before, heard about Jesus, Lord, would you come upon those individuals and bring them to a place of salvation, of believing Jesus and recognizing Jesus died for me? I receive it for myself and I make you Lord of my life. Lord, if that's the case, meet with individuals, Lord, and change their lives forever. And Father, I'm asking for the church, for Freedom Church and for the church in this nation. Father God, that we will find your pattern again. That Lord God, we will begin to devote ourselves to prayer, to meditating upon the teaching of the word and the teaching that we're hearing in the here and now to breaking of bread and to the fellowship with one another and the loving of the body of Christ. Father, I just ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus, and I just bless the listeners that <laughs> come on, Holy Spirit, he's doing something already. Father, water this, 
cause people to be lifted up. I just pray. <laughs> if anybody's got stuck in a rut, I just push them out of that rut. I give them a momentum push into your momentum, Father. Bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bless you and see you again very soon.
sadly, our time together is almost over. But don't worry, because there are more opportunities to get together. And one of those is the Monday evenings that Stu mentioned, where we take an hour just to chat about Sunday's sermon. If you're a church member, you'll get a text with the Zoom details. But if you'd like to join in and you're not yet part of Freedom Church, then please do contact us, mark at myfreedom.church and just request an invite and we'll be in touch with you. Another opportunity to get together is today. Come and chat in our Hangout session via Zoom at 12.15 and the meeting ID number will be on your screens very soon. So why not jump on for five minutes or 15 or even the full 30? It'd be good to say hello and just have a catch up. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video, subscribe to the channel and click the notification bell. The more folks that do that, the more people who need to hear today's message might get it presented to them by YouTube's algorithms. If you're watching this on Facebook, please like the video and we'd love you to like our Facebook page as well. For both platforms, why not share the links on your social media feeds? And one last thing, if you just connected with us today and have watched all the way to the end, there's a good chance you might want to know more about us. And if that's the case, we'd love you to contact us by emailing hello at myfreedom.church and visit our website, myfreedom.church. Well, bless you all. I pray that you have a great week and I'll see you again soon.